Welcome to the Security Sessions podcast, brought to you by Talist and hosted by me, Nera Jones. In this podcast series, we'll be discussing the technologies, people, and processes behind information security and delving into topics like data security, remote access, and digital transformation. We'll be speaking to Talis and industry experts to bring you fresh perspectives on how to navigate the world of cloud security. Today, our episode is about the evolution of cloud security, and we'll be talking about how we go from shared responsibility to shared fate. Indeed, the rapid adoption of digital technologies and remote or hybrid working is now an accepted part of society. The pandemic forced companies to adapt swiftly, and many have turned to the cloud to have their digital acceleration. According to McKinsey, cloud adoption has been accelerated by three years compared to pre-pandemic adoption rates. Gartner is also estimating that spending on public cloud services will exceed $480 billion next year. It is my privilege today to welcome two fantastic guests, Sébastien Cano, Senior Vice President of Cloud Protection and Licensing at Talis, and Sunil Potti, Vice President and General Manager at Google Cloud. Welcome, Sébastien and Sunil. Thank you, Nira. Thank you, Nira. So in this new hybrid world, more and more workloads and data are being moved to the cloud. What kind of challenges do you see, starting with you, Sunil? I think clearly, you know, if anything, with, with the adoption of cloud over the last decade or so, folks have used it as a way to transform how they deliver technology to their businesses within an enterprise. But I would say, you know, that COVID has really up-leveled that. And people use the word digital transformation. But essentially what it's become is it is now a way of doing business. And I think everybody has seen like all the way from retail to food delivery to shopping to even manufacturing in some ways is now figuring out a way to kind of be a digital company. In fact, there's a very good saying about that every company is going to be a software company. Financial services company is a software company and so forth, right? And, And so therefore... Since every company on the, on, the, on, the, on the planet cannot afford the engineering capabilities of a Google or an Amazon or a Thales and so forth, it's, it's best to sort of leverage a platform, what we're calling as public cloud, to really become a, a digital first company. And I think post-COVID, that has essentially something that would have taken seven years has moved up to like seven months is what we see globally. So that's the first thing that I would say as a meta level is, in a world of post-COVID, the time frame of moving workloads to the cloud is no longer about, hey, IT efficiency, cost savings, maybe some security and so forth. It's become more of an existential top-line motivation to become a digital-first business. So I don't know, Seb, if you wanted to add anything there. Yeah, that's that's a very uh, interesting insight, Sunil. Um, as far as I'm concerned, when I when I think about the challenges, really, your question was about the key challenges uh, to come, right? Uh, in this transformation, I, I see a few mega trends on the on the market that are probably conflicting with each other and that create some some uh, explosive 
potential situations as as we we see these cloud uh, transformation right uh, the, the the first the first mega trend i can think about is is the amount of data that is being produced by organizations in this transformation that Sunil just described, right? The, the amount of data produced by organizations is, is, is skyrocketing. This is mind-blowing. I think organizations today produce and manage probably 10 times the amount of data that, that they did 10 years ago, you know? So, so this is one first megatrend. The, the other mega trend that I see really uh, impacting the way this is gonna happen in the years to come is the increasing legal exposure for big corporations as they need to comply with more and more regulations around the world. Um, uh, privacy and sovereignty regulations are uh, becoming extremely complex, in particular for large global companies, right? When you are operating in a single market, it's a different thing. You may need to comply with a few regulations. But for global companies, think about it. We did the count the other day. I think we identified around 1,800 uh, global privacy laws uh, that international companies doing business all over the world need to comply with. That's that's extremely uh, complex to deal with. The third potential uh, um, uh, challenge I see coming here or, or increasing challenge I see here is the, uh, um, the fact that the incredible attractiveness of cloud computing is creating new security challenges every day, right? Organization used to rely a few years ago on perimeter, usual classical perimeter security uh, to protect their assets and their data. Uh, this is not possible anymore. Data is now being stored and processed all over the place. Uh, on-prem, of course, like before, but also more and more in the cloud, you know, uh, in, in SaaS applications, uh, and, and, and uh, more and more companies can, cannot rely on the usual boundaries of the, of the company uh, where, where the data is being produced and, and owned. Um, and finally, obviously, the level of risk uh, um, is, is, is uh, increasing due to uh, security breaches, right? So I'm sure you see that in headline news every day, a skyrocketing number of attacks, uh, the increasing level of sophistication of the attackers, uh, and also the risk of uh, human errors, you know, misconfiguration as uh, the complexity of, of uh, this IT, hybrid IT infrastructure is increasing. So, so the, the, the key challenges I see for organizations in, the, in this context um, is, is really to be able to leverage, I think, the, the fantastic opportunities offered by cloud computing and still uh, remain in control of their security. Um, they have to organizations, companies have to understand the uh, the level of risk they are willing to take and 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 implement the right processes and and tools accordingly. And, and indeed, I mean, increasingly now we we have seen how how much more complex the supply chain has become for for everyone. So, is it now all about managing risk, Sunil? You know, I, I don't know if it's about managing risk as much as moving risk from a headwind to a tailwind, Nira. Okay? And, uh, and and what do I mean by that? So so to the extent that uh, what Seb talked about in terms of, look, there's the classical barriers to uh, any adoption of any new platform. It comes with a new change of, new, you know, new policies, new control. It's, but primarily it's the lack of the 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 unknown unknown uh, associated with uh, adopting cloud holistically. And normally that manifests itself as, uh, in my, you know, from what we've seen is like, in, at least in the 
business and governance aspects of an enterprise coming to public cloud, it's manifests in, in the form of, look, look, we have to sort of like manage risk. And it turns out that I think what we are finding is that if anything, you know, adopting public cloud and doing it in a thoughtful way that is balanced between what a customer can control and retain control of while leveraging the power of public cloud, the way Seb was talking about, is the ideal combination to to turn risk in the world of public cloud into a tailwind. And so what I mean by that is, you know, this topic of shared responsibility and shared fate is essentially when you're doing such transformational things, if something goes wrong, it can't just be something that ultimately the consumer or the, the person who actually delivering that or quote unquote, you know, driving it is held responsible. There has to be true skin in the game on both sides. And that not only helps you, as we'll get into the details later on in this discussion, that not only helps manage risk reactively, but also will empower enterprises to say, look, let's just actually, you know, because we're going to be in a safer position because it's going to be a network protected by Google the same way that Google protects its properties, you know, things like that. Now, enterprise, instead of focusing on defensive tactics, can focus on growing the top line. So that's what I mean by, you know, the perspective of risk, while on the surface feels like a headwind and something that we have to be genuine and manage it. My, my point is there is a huge opportunity to think about cloud transformation as a way to kind of change the game on using, you know, using it as a tailwind. I don't know, Seb, if you wanted to add something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can only concur with what you just said, and I was probably uh, headed in the same direction. Um, I, I, I mean, again, going back to the explosive cocktail uh, of, of conflicting megatrends I mentioned earlier, I, I mean, uh, again, the amount of fines we, we companies are facing today when they are actually not able to protect their customers' data uh, are increasing substantially, right? GDPR is, is now uh, 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 exposing companies to getting fines of uh, up to 4% of their global revenue worldwide. That's, that's potentially a huge amount for for large corporations. And, 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 and that's nothing compared to the reputational damage, right, that, that companies can face in case of a, a major data breach. Um, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, loss, damage to the brand, loss of customer trust, you know, loss of revenue, shareholder value, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, uh, managing managing cyber risk is is, is a, a boardroom discussion, I think, in all uh, large uh, enterprises, or, <laughs> or it should be. Um, and and well, as you said, uh, Sunil, uh, there are there are very safe ways to enjoy the the fantastic benefits offered by by cloud computing and. And keep organization uh, organizations in control of their security in a, in a uh, cloud or, or hybrid uh, infrastructure. And and well, that's what our teams are, are working on together, right? Uh, the, the the Google Cloud and and Talis teams. Uh, that that that's a good point. In fact, on uh, uh, when when we're looking at managing risk, even if we look at the the mega trends that you mentioned, Sebastian, and uh, also the regulatory trends, uh, it's moving much more towards 
accountability. In fact, one of the fundamental principles of the GDPR is accountability. And it seems that the industry has been talking about the shared responsibility model for a long time, but it seems, as you intimated, Sonny, just now, that the conversation is perhaps moving to something else, like uh, split control. So what does that actually mean to you, Sunil, split control in this new world of ours? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's, you know, these things that go, we, when people say, hey, go from a world of shared responsibility to shared fate, it never really happens in one binary step. There's a series of steps along the way. And uh, this this one of those intermediate steps that, you know, uh, one of my, uh, you know, lead product managers termed it as split control in conjunction with his counterparts at Thales, essentially simply says, look, in the first phase of public cloud, you know, consumption, people actually would say, look, let me go from owning everything on-prem to delegating everything to a cloud provider. Compute, storage, operations, including control of your security operations, which includes things like managing keys, like who actually encrypts your data is also the cloud provider, but who also owns the keys is also your cloud provider, right? And, and clearly when you're almost delegating that kind of responsibility, the term shared responsibility, it becomes a little idiosyncratic, right? Because, because you're sort of giving up all the control, but taking all the responsibility. So, so therefore, this first step is a meaningful step where we say, hey, let's start moving some control black to the enterprise while still leveraging all the benefits of cloud. And in doing so, give a little bit of balance beyond to the term at least shared responsible. And that's what we call split control, which means, and I'll give some simple examples. It's like, look, I'm a, a biz, uh, you know, retailer sitting in Brazil or sitting in, in France, or I could be sitting in India, and I might have a different regime that came to the United States. And for whatever reason, my political situation between United States and that country might be different. And based on various quote unquote acts, they could advocate to a U.S. company like Google or Amazon or Microsoft to say, "Look, you know, you, know, you have to come and give up the, uh, you know, the data of that particular customer." And one of the best ways that an enterprise can and balance, uh, you know, this risk uh, is basically to say, "Look, I'm still leveraging the public cloud from the hyperscalers, but I will retain control over, over all my keys, and I will make sure that all data." is encrypted both in transit, at rest, and in motion, right? And so that's an example of, in a very high level of split control where while there is some control over how applications of a customer are deployed and run on, on a public cloud by the public cloud provider, where it matters, privacy, confidentiality, aspects of those that are much more near and dear to an enterprise, uh, for their integrity and for their governance perspectives are actually retained on premise um, in their control. And then if the right level of technologies are provided, and in this particular case, this is where the partnership between Thales and Google really shines is we've co-innovated on this capability called external key manager, which is essentially exposing how we actually manage keys and therefore protect the integrity of data that we store on behalf of a customer is now enabled in such a way where working with uh, a counterparty Thales product on the enterprise pr uh, premise side 
they can use that control point on premise to still say, look, we have a hardened full control over my keys and no, you know, nobody can have access to my data because they can't access to the keys. It's as simple as that, whether it's a political issue or a ransomware issue or whatever it is, I still have access to all my keys and I control the keys while still leveraging the power of the cloud. So that's a good example of, you know, what we're calling a split control where we're moving the bar ahead of like, okay, this is not just shared responsibility where where all the risk is borne by just the enterprise. Does that make sense? That makes absolute sense. Uh, and indeed, it has been a, a point that has been debated for, for many, many years when it comes to uh, moving partly or wholly uh, infrastructure to to the cloud and should something happen to uh, to that particular organization, uh, ultimately they remain accountable. Uh, it's not the supply chain that's going to be accountable in, in the eyes of the regulator. So I kind of like this idea of uh, of split control because that, uh, that suggests there's no... Uh, abdication so to speak of control you still remain in control of some of the things you're you're doing but at the end of the day you're still completely responsible and as we're saying we we said earlier on we've got extended supply chains and lots of parties involved that essentially creating ecosystems more and more we're seeing that in all industries so Having said that, and looking at, uh, you know, where we're moving uh, when we consider digital transformation, do we perhaps need to consider moving even beyond split control and consider moving to a shared fate approach where, you know, the the wins are there, the rewards are there, but the, re- the, the risks are actually shared across uh, the partnership. So what does that actually mean to you? And is that possible, Sunil? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously we we are a firm believer that, you know, we do believe that the new mode for a public cloud partner with any enterprise out there is in this world of shared fate. And, uh, and, and, and the analogy that I give is like, you know, obviously you had things such as Capital One issues on another public cloud provider, and nothing fundamentally, nobody was really impacted on the public cloud provider, but there's multiple people that lost their jobs at Capital One, right? When a breach happens. And so, and what do I, what, and before I explain what do I mean by shade fade and how we get there, let me tell you a little bit, if we take a step back, or something that's interesting about the security market that makes it super unique, Nira, than any other market out there, in my opinion, at least on the enterprise side. So if you just took our... <clears throat> enterprise markets, right, that are quite popular these days. Oh, you've got AI ML, you've got data with Snowflake and BigQuery, data clouds. Of course, you've got compute, storage, networking, and so forth. But if you look at all those industries, every year there's innovation around cost, efficiency, you name it, scale, and things like that, that are primarily driven by innovators and market demands about, okay, look, reduce my cost over a period of time and so forth, right? But security has all of that. Like when you deploy a security system, you have to make it easier to use, you have to make it cheaper, et cetera, et cetera. You have to consolidate 20 tools to 10 tools or one tool, right? But it has one other mega thing in addition to that. It is the only industry outside of natural innovation or market growth that is a a whole chunk 
of adversarial oriented change brought into the industry. What I mean by that is nobody's waking up tomorrow and saying, oh, you know what? Google and Amazon and Microsoft gave up this new storage service. Let's make it less reliable. Nobody's actually waking up in the morning and working on that actively. And what that means is that the storage architects or the operational architects inside enterprises don't have to worry about that piece, right? They just have to make sure that what was delivered stays to its SLAs, right? And in security, that is not the case. And therefore, what I mean is that, and you've seen this happen since solar winds, since the ransomware attacks, since the supply chain attacks that have happened, right? Essentially, what we are now seeing, in my opinion, Nira, is the first wave of a decade long of not nation sponsored, but nation influenced activity. And ransomware is just the first incarnation of that. And all the playbooks that have been played by nation state actors for the last decade against governments are now going to be played out for the next decade against enterprises. And that in balance, if you think about it, beyond just market or any other innovations is going to heavily influence security innovations, privacy innovations. And that's essentially what you know, leads me to this point that look, ultimately, Every enterprise now needs to really look internally very hard and say, look, am I using cloud or a partner uh, like Google and Thales, not just as a way to modernize some ID, it's a board level discussion to protect the integrity of the company against this adversarial uh, threats, right? And so because you lose IP, you lose code, you lose core assets, because of this adversarial issue. You just don't lose uptime. And in that world, not only will this partnering between an enterprise with a world-class technology provider become even more relevant, the model in which we partner also has to therefore change. And that's what we mean by shared fate. As in, when somebody partners with, uh, with Google Cloud, and our capabilities in association with Thales, we expect the customer to onboard and say, look, I'm running my business on Google and and there's a value that I'm putting for the risk that I'm taking to some extent in the form of what is called a cyber insurance, for example. And what we have done is in Google is introduced this new capability, which actually looks at overall risk profile, how many controls you have. So for example, if you have the spit control in, 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 in place, then your overall risk profile is even in a better spot that allows you to go to these handful of these insurance companies and your overall cyber insurance cost is reduced. And if for some reason there is, God forbid, some issues, Google has actually done reinsurance in the back end to ensure that we have skin in the game to protect that relationship between the enterprise and the insurance providers and so forth. That is just one example of what what I mean by the manifestation of something bigger than shared responsibility. That is an example of, you know, in our opinion, what shared fate would manifest itself as. Let me pause there. I don't know if Seb or Nier, if you had any thoughts or questions. Uh, Yes, it is desirable, but it is inevitable that we should move uh, towards that sort of model, given the fact that uh, uh, digitization is not going to stop, ecosystems are not going to stop, they're going to get 
even bigger and and I also uh, absolutely like your insight in terms of uh, how uh, uh, a nation nation state sponsored attacks traditionally uh, targeted at governments are going to move to enterprise because because that's uh, that that could potentially destabilize economies and um, that's where it's going going to be and criminals evolve very quickly and they use technology too so so that's a, a very very interesting uh, conversation which actually brings me to ask and I'm going to direct this question to Sebastian um, why are Thales and Google Cloud working together in that context and can you give you some example can you give us some example on how you're helping customers solve their cloud security challenges so when when we started the when we started working with uh, Sunil and his team uh, I think we we um we realized pretty uh, soon that we uh, we shared a common understanding of the importance of security and data protection, right? I think everyone knows here in the call and the audience certainly knows what uh, Google Cloud does. Um, not sure it's true for, for what Thales does in terms of cybersecurity. At Thales, we, we are the world's uh, largest supplier of encryption and, and key management solutions. We, we sell our products to uh, thousands of enterprises, uh, large and small around the world. And, and so we, we are now working uh, together with uh, Google Cloud to, to integrate our products so that any customer using our solutions can, can seamlessly use them with uh, the Google Cloud in an hybrid or multi-cloud infrastructure, protecting and retaining control of their data uh, in, in uh, Google Cloud, as well as they are doing it on-prem. Uh, or if they are new to uh, Tele Solutions and, and new to Google Cloud, they simply know they can reach a good level of control, right? Referring back to the uh, split control or um, uh, shared fate that has been uh, discussed uh, earlier with Lucinia. Uh, and, and so we provide the tools to make that happen, right? Um, some examples are what we are achieving with Google Workplace client-side encryption, for instance, uh, or, or Google external key manager. These are solutions that we have been working on with the Google Teams to enable uh, and empower um, uh, companies, enterprises, when they, when they load their uh, uh, applications on, on Google Cloud to remain in control of their security. Uh, we, we're also working together uh, with Google Cloud to help, help corporations around the world comply with local regulations, right, when migrating to the cloud. Uh, data sovereignty is a big is a big topic these days, in particular outside of the US, right, where many companies are either uh, forced to uh, comply with some regulations or simply concerned that uh, their data could be uh, um, accessed by a, by a foreign uh, uh, company. Uh, and by integrating our solutions with Google Cloud, we can provide organizations with, with the right level of control again over their, over their data so that they know uh, they, they remain uh, in control of at least part of the, uh, of, of the data. So this is really what we've been working on with, with the, the Google team, not, not reinventing the wheel, not developing new solutions, simply extending uh, the ability for enterprises or organizations to control their data when moving to Google Cloud and, and, and this way solving security problems, solving uh, uh, governance challenges and, and other uh, of, the, of the many challenges I, I described earlier. And indeed, governance is becoming increasingly more complex, and uh, and that trend is is just going to not going to 
to stop. So Sunil, what does the Thales Google Cloud partnership mean to you? I mean, I think to me it's as simple as like, you know, we're actually putting, you know, putting our money where our mouth is with respect to not just talking about shared fate and evolving pastures responsibly, but we've actually invested materially over the last year or two of people delivering valuable, you know, material technology that is shaping our outcomes beyond shared responsibility into this split control-like solutions on a path towards shared fate. So to me, I think the, the, the takeaway for any listener or enterprise is that we actually have in production in a mainstream way because of the joint relationship, what we believe is not just uh, an exception, but the norm on how enterprises should double down on cloud by having EKM integrations with the Thales version of the product so that we actually retain full control over the keys, for example, and a bunch of other IP on-premise while consuming public cloud. Thank you. So that's great. I'm afraid we nearly, nearly running out of time, but you've been so fantastic. I don't want to let you go before I ask you to share one last tip for our listener, that one thing that they need to consider on this journey from a shared responsibility to split control and ultimately to shared fate. So starting with you, Sebastian. So thank you, Nera. If, if I may, I would, I would not give one tip, but three in one sentence only. Uh, and that would be that, that when, when planning uh, their migration to the cloud, organizations uh, need, need to make sure that they do three things. Uh, they need to make sure that they, 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 con- they discover they protect and they control their sensitive data. Um, uh, obviously, it all starts with discovering the data, right? making sure uh, organizations know where uh, their sensitive data is. Right, That's obviously the first step. Once this is done, uh, the important thing is really to protect it with the appropriate mechanism uh, so that when your data is, is at rest or in motion, it's properly encrypted and, and, and protected. And finally, uh, control your data with professional-grade uh, key management and authentication solutions. So you know, as an organizations, uh, as an organization, you know uh, when your encryption, where your encryption keys are, where they are stored, uh, where um, you, you know the fact that they are up to date, that they can, uh, you can. Mod- easily modify them if you have to. And finally, you control the uh, through through some uh, strong authentication uh, solution uh, who has access to the data. And I would simply uh, highlight as a conclusion the fact that these, these are basic foundations to a good cyber security plan or practice that, that any organization should follow. And, and just as an example, I would, I would remind everyone that these are recommendations that were uh, uh, front and center in the uh, uh, executive order that was published uh, a few months ago by the Biden administration to improve the nation's cybersecurity, in particular uh, for uh, US uh, federal agencies. So as a conclusion, uh, I'd say there is plenty in your plate as an organization when you are uh, uh, digitally transforming your business. So so work with experienced vendors like, like Google and Thales so, um, so that we can help you make this transformation easy and safe. Thank you, Sebastian. Discover, protect, and control. I like that. So, and Sunil, your one last tip. Uh, so, in addition to discover, protect, and control, I guess maybe because you know Sebastian did a pretty thorough job, I would just maybe just say the word would be hire. What I mean by that is 
you know, a lot of this, especially in transformational stuff like this, requires great people, just like anything else, right? This is nothing special. And many a time we have these aspirations. Um, and, you know, if we are not able to also look ahead on the people aspect, both in terms of growing existing talent, but also, you know, hiring the right uh, new talent required, then ultimately these these transformations take, uh, you know, they fall short. So I would say the people dimension is an even increasing dimension in digital transformation and nothing probably stands out, especially in the new world of security where talent is such a, such a problem. So I would, I would, I would only say, look, you know, just take a much more intentional approach to taking care of your own people, but also growing them, but also mixing it up with new talent who can all work together to take you guys to the next level. Fantastic. And having the appropriate processes in place and then we've completed the trinity of people, process and technology, that would be the ideal world, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So thank you very much, both of you. You've, gained, you've been fantastic guests. I really, really enjoyed the discussion. You have been listening to the Thales Security Sessions podcast and the title of our episode today was The Evolution of Cloud Security from Shared Responsibility to share faith. Thank you for listening. Love this episode of the Talus Security Sessions podcast? Search us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to visit us at cpl.talusgroup.com to access previous episodes, bringing you insights from industry experts on the latest cloud and data security news and trends. Thank you for listening.